BFC devotional podcast devoted to making sure you have the spiritual nourishment you need during these trying times. Our passage for this morning comes from John 4, starting in verse 16, which says this, Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. While I was studying at the worship department at Liberty University, there were two passages of Scripture that came up more than any other when teaching about worship in the Bible. The first was Isaiah 6, where Isaiah is ushered into the presence of God. He watches the angels of heaven in worship and is commissioned into God's prophetic service. The second was this one. And I came across it again in my Bible reading this week. I thought it might be a good idea to take a few minutes this Thursday morning to talk about worship. We find Jesus here in this passage talking to the Samaritan woman at the well, a scandalous thing in that day for all kinds of reasons we don't have time to get into this morning. Yet it's another example of Jesus using the weak and the despised of this world to shame the wise and the important. Many of her town will be saved through her testimony. There comes a point in the conversation where she realizes that she is talking to someone important. And she, probably awkwardly looking for something to say, shifts the conversation to the worship practices of Jews and Samaritans. Through her questions, Jesus will give one of the most important teachings on worship in the New Testament. This is from verse 23 and 24. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Whatever worship looks like, it must include these two ingredients, spirit and truth. So what? To the best of our knowledge, does Jesus mean by these two words? Well, we could break them apart and define them, but Jesus doesn't split them, so neither will we. The best way to think about it would be to say that we will worship God with our heart and with our head. God has given us a new spiritual life, and out of this new life we praise God passionately and sincerely from within. But we also praise and worship God for who He really is. Our worship must always be in line with the truth revealed to us through Scripture. Heresy, or false teaching, always has a grain of truth in it. And when people get off base, it's usually by overemphasizing one of these qualities over the other. We can all imagine the ecstatic worship service with people passionately singing the same seven words over and over again, which may or may not be biblical. It's easy to label them with the charge of emotionalism and bad theology, But we can also imagine the church singing the great hymns of the faith with their astute and rich theology without the slightest bit of affection for God. 
without their hearts and their wills being affected at all by God's truth. The biblical mode of worship will always include both our minds and our emotions, both our discernment and our affections. The Bible commands us to love God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind. God made our hearts, He made our souls, He made our minds, and all of them are be used in worship to our God. After Jesus shares this wisdom, the woman replies, Well, when the Messiah gets here, He'll teach us all that. Isn't it just like us to put off something we don't want to deal with? Little did she know that today was the day of salvation. The one who enables our true worship, the one who is worthy of our worship, was sitting in her presence. I who speak to you am he. Her first act of worship was to go and share her testimony with everyone in town. And through that worship, lives were changed. Worship does not always include music. But true worship always involves life change, because true worship always involves our Messiah. And when we encounter Jesus in spirit and in truth, we will never be the same. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Join us here every Monday through Friday for more devotions from our BFC pastoral staff. And Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. for our online services at YouTube Live and Facebook Live. Please visit our website, www.bfcsebring.com, and follow us on Facebook at BFC Family for service updates and other helpful articles. Have a blessed day. Love you, church family.